You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watched work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that case didn't take the <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. Martin Houston Show uh, offers both to be heard and viewed on the Martin Houston Radio Network online. So go check us out. We'll also be adding DC, DC Capstone Report into the conversation. We want to open up the Alabama One Hotline to you this morning. I invite you to get in on the conversation 205-342-9904. The Alabama One Hotline is open for business, ready to get you rolling this morning. Reminding you that this is a day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. Be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, X. Good morning, Joe. How you guys doing? Doing good. How are you? Doing doing good. Uh, it's kind of a um, fun week uh, to, to to get things rolling. Of course, you know, uh, I, I like I said, I really hate this year's schedule. Uh, I thought I hated it uh, before the season started, but I now realize I hate it even more. Uh, as um, we're three weeks in, and I'm still not sure we know what we have in terms of the Alabama Crimson Tide football team, but we can break it down, talk about it, see what's going on with it, uh, and still not sure how much more <clears throat> we will know after uh, this week's game. Um, you know, Saban doing his uh, typical trying to convince us before the game uh, that, you know, that Vanderbilt is a good team. Um, not buying it. I mean, they may be much improved, but uh, if I'm at the bottom of the barrel and I get halfway up, I'm still uh, doesn't mean I'm good. I just mean I'm better than I was. So, not totally sold on, on this Vanderbilt team um, being any more interesting than Utah State and uh, Louisiana Monroe, but. Uh, I guess the question is, would you rather be playing uh, X? Would you rather be playing teams uh, and getting better 
in, in working on some inconsistencies or would you rather be playing juggernauts that force you to be good right off the bat? What's your thoughts? Uh, with this team, I think this year's schedule is about to get rough. But because we haven't figured everything out, it's a good way to work on those things. Uh, this week against Vanderbilt, they're an improved team. Still not on Alabama's level. But Alabama has to go out and compete and play their best game, which they I don't know if they have yet. So I, I guess the question be, be, becomes the following. Um, <clears throat> is uh, is <laughs> I, I, before the season started, were we not were we not saying this could be Nick Saban's best team, offensively, defensively, uh, you know, every aspect of the game. This could be Saban's best team. He has two returning coordinators. He has two of the best players in college football, if not the best two college football players represented on each side. He has, you know, uh, special teams, uh, stout you know, kicker and punter and returning and all this depth and all of these things. And now it's almost like as Alabama folks, we hedging ourselves against a potential disappointing season. Uh, you know, Joe, four weeks ago, it was national championship or bust. Are you still as confident about this team uh, after seeing them play three games as you were uh, a few weeks back? Uh, I am actually Martin. I, th- I know that a lot of people have are are expressing concerns over the receivers and uh, concerns over the over the the linemen. But I am still pretty confident in this team. That uh, yeah, I know Xavier just said the schedule is about to get rough, but I don't know that. Uh, I, I don't know that Alabama's been playing up to its true potential, and, and the main reason for that, I think, is that the the coaching staff has been still pretty much experimenting with what uh, and who give, gives them the, their their best chance to play at that full potential. Yeah, and you know what? And I guess the, the the beauty of this schedule is you don't have to win a national championship uh, today. Uh, I I would be, and like I said, I'm not sure that uh, Georgia is as good as they say they are, but Georgia is executing at a higher level, if that makes sense, uh, right now. Um, and, uh, and so you would have to say uh, head-to-head Georgia would be favored, and, and I would question with the inconsistency of our offense if, if we could score with Ohio State. Uh, other than that, you know, I'm not, I'm not sold on Michigan, um, you know, uh, Michigan has the Big Ten hype, and Clemson has. Uh, I think they have some challenges offensively um, a- as well uh, with Uganga Lele at uh, you know at quarterback. I-, I think they have some challenges there. So, still think Alabama's in the top you know two three teams in the country. And to your point, they've not played uh, very very well. So. Um, we're going to be bringing DC in, and so we're getting good, bad, ugly, and all that stuff. But uh, you know, before we dig any deeper into Alabama, I I I, I watched a crash last night uh, in, in the game. But uh, um, the 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 Hurts and Tua uh, battle, I guess, still continues as they as they try to up each other. Uh, 
you know, X, what are your thoughts? Did you get to catch Jalen in uh, uh, his game last night? Yeah, I did. And he was very impressive. Uh, started off 11 for 11. They ended up with over 300 yards, passing uh, three total touchdowns, almost 400 total yards of offense by himself. Uh, he, he has improved a lot, and he's one of those guys that has improved a little bit at every year that he's been since college. I'm yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I say that out <laughs> loud. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, X. I cut you off. I'm, I'm, I'm being messy. No, I, I think it was a very impressive of him last night. And talking about, too, what he did on Sunday was what we've been waiting to see as an Alabama fan since he's gotten to the league. He's got a, a head coach that believes in him, healthy uh, weapons, and he's gone off. Yeah. yeah. He looked he – looked, I forgot just how pretty a ball he threw till Sunday. Uh, Joe, uh, really quick, uh, uh, you, you were not an anti-Jalen guy, were you? Oh, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoyed it last night. I saw a good bit. Of, uh, I saw a good bit of Jalen his first half, and then I saw the back of my eyelids. But Jalen looked uh, you know. really, really <laughs> impressive. Uh, and, and you know, people, oh, he's he can't throw, he can't throw, and just every single year. He's uh, improved in that area, and, and he looks like he's a uh, he looks <laughs> he looks like he might be a top ten, top five quarterback through the first two weeks. Hey, let me let me let me, and I'm gonna say this, and then we'll, we'll get Curtis in. But Jalen Jalen uh, played more loose when he got here as a freshman. They had a great team, and they told him not to lose it. They coached him to not throw the ball and to get rid of it after one or two reads. He leaves here. And 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 he gets coached because I don't think Kiffin, as good as coordinators Kiffin was, I believe he was coached a certain way. Then he had all the issues with Tua. Then he went to Oklahoma and we saw him get coached and he got better. And then we've seen him get coached a little bit more each year. And I, I, I the biggest thing I see is he's improving uh, year to year, week to week. Uh, and he's a different player. But I don't hear all those naysayers that say he'll never take a snap uh, in the NFL. He'll never throw a pass in the NFL. Well, I think they on the biggest stage of the NFL, he just showed uh, some good stuff last night. So uh, proud of the young man because I've never seen a winner uh, like Jalen Hurts have to go through what he went through. Um, and, and, and I love it. Uh, I need to uh, call a couple guys on this show, on this station here, and a couple regular guests on this show, and see what they're thinking about the Jalen that never plays in the NFL. But anyway, <laughs> like, I love it. Like I'm sorry, friend, like your friend Ryan Fowler, huh? Like your friend Ryan Fowler, like my best bud Ryan Fowler and, and and Drew DeArmond. I have not heard them come back and retract though. I have not heard any retractions yet. Uh, so. Uh, if y'all guys call Ryan, tell him that Martin was messing with him and talk about him today, uh, that he owes Jalen an official uh, apology. <laughs> Even if he does, he, I don't care if he does anything else. I don't care if they go 2-14. and 14. He still, They still owe him an apology. Anyway, let's bring in Curtis Lewis. Curtis, you're here with the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. What's on your mind, sir? 
All right, well, you got to shake the veil a lot. Shake them off. <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> but as far as Alabama goes, and, uh, yes, and the, 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 how everybody would look at this team as being elite and national championship bound and all that other great stuff, I always held firm that they cannot be elite, they cannot be championship bound unless their coordinators are elite. No matter how many elite players you have on your team, if you don't have a staff that's elite that's leading them, then chances are you're not going to make it to that pinnacle at all. It, you can do a lot of different things, just like we saw with um, Will Anderson and um, with Turner. You can get schemed out of a play. You can get schemed out of a game. They, I mean, they completely took them out of the game, both of them out of the game against Texas. Yeah, Will made one sack, but shoot. Will also gave up was the reason for 10 points going up on that board from his penalties. So you got to be able to do things that's going to get your elite players in elite status mode, get them in a position to make the plays. You can't just rely on their talent to get that done. And that's just something we're not really getting done without with any of our elite players on offense or defense. So and I think Saban, I hate to say it, but, He's the main reason why they're at this status because Saban has gotten soft. He's gotten really soft on his coaches. And they could say, well, you don't see what he's saying to him behind closed doors. Whatever. Well, I ain't seen nobody come out from behind closed doors with an axe in their head or anything. So he's not doing anything behind closed doors. He ain't doing I in public to him. I don't see anybody coming out crying. <laughs> so come on. That's not it at all. Well, you know, and, and, and you have to ask yourself, uh, um, in terms of the coordinators, uh, you know, uh, of, of the elite programs, that, that'd be that'd be something interesting to look at. Matching, uh, and I don't know all of these guys, coordinators, but of the top three teams, would you trade Alabama's coordinators um, for Ohio State and Georgia's coordinators? So, uh and, and you know, we, we say we have the best coach in the land, but the one thing the best coach in the land always did was uh, was raising up the next great uh, coordinators, or a lot, or hiring, <laughs> you know, great coordinators yeah. who may have failed as head coaches. And I would say that uh, you know Pete's still an extremely young guy, and truthfully, he may be better than Kirby was at this age. But Kirby wasn't on this stage at this age. Um, yeah. And, and, and neither was Muschamp at this stage at this age. So he could potentially be better than both of them, but he's he's at a bigger stage at an awful young age, Curtis. And and then O'Brien does not compare to Kiffin and um, uh, Sarge. So I, nope. I, I have to let you go, but I, I'll give you closing thoughts before I let you go. Anything else you want to say? Yeah, I would say that we don't even have probably one of the top three sets of corners in the SEC, let alone in the country. And I would not even fall in the top four in the SEC. I'd take Arkansas coordinators over our coordinators any day. I would take them guys over our any day. Take who? Like Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. both of those guys are elite. Yeah. They struggle with him in Z State. I think we definitely got some work to do offensively. Um, for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I think Sark was better than Golding, and we all kind of expected that. But we, we, I was not shocked 
by the points Texas scored. So, you know, if you had told me Texas got anyone from 17 to 20, I would have told you, okay, no big deal. The Texas game was close because we had no offense. Uh, yeah. So right at this point, um, I'm not disappointed with the defensive performance, uh, but offense is left left a little lacking. Thank, thanks, Curtis. Uh, give us a All right, fellas. Y'all have a good one now. All right, now. All right. Coming back on the other side, we'll bring DC into the conversation, and I'll get you guys' reactions to that 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 question, that comment there too, uh, in terms of uh, you know the coordinators, and we'll get DC's thoughts as well. Hey, listen, if you want to be in, uh, that was Curtis Lewis. He was in on the album one hotline. You can do so as well. Even when we bring DC into the conversation, two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on this Tuesday morning. Everything looking good on the roadways. Of course, if you do see conditions throughout the morning and folks need to hear about it, just give me a call, 205-886-8886. Today is a special day at Townsend Nissan. The TJ Seafood Truck will be there from 10 till 3 serving, and Townsend Nissan will be serving extra special deals. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. Life is short, and if we spend our time suffering with pain and it takes away our joy, that's not a very good way to live. He's right. It's hard to be happy when you're in constant pain. Below 72, and the weather stays hot and dry tomorrow and Thursday. Mostly sunny both days. Highs between 93 and 96. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Softmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on your home for Alabama Sports Tide 100.9. We got DC joining the conversation in just a moment. As we go to break, I want to remind you that uh, we talked a little bit about Tua Tungabailoa and Jalen Hurts and how good it was to see both of those guys playing at an extremely high, high level at the next level, uh, the NFL. We also ended that conversation talking a little bit about, hey, this this 2022 team and the schedule Hasn't really showed us completely what we have. That's good and or bad. Uh, and Curtis Lewis called in on the album one hotline telling us whether or not <clears throat> talking about uh, the uh, <clears throat> the situation with our um, coordinators. And, you know, uh, even though we have elite players and an elite head coach, are we missing a little bit on the coordinators? And as we were going to break there, uh, I told you guys I wanted to get your response 
uh, and we'll also get DC's response. And then we got some callers lined up, so we will work through those um, uh, quickly this morning. But good morning, DC. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. What's on your mind, sir? Oh, good morning, Martin. Good morning, X. Good to see y'all. Good to hear from you this morning. Absolutely. Uh, DC, I'll, I'll let you, I'll bring you into that conversation. Did you hear me setting that stage about the coordinators and uh, whether or not uh, there's, there's any concerns with our coordinators if we end up going head-to-head with a team uh, that matches us talent-wise? Yeah, I heard that discussion. I heard uh, Curtis uh, speaking about that. You know, I, I just, uh, at this stage, I think, I think, uh, our coordinators are are just filling out the season so far. I, I think everybody's judging them based on what we're doing. And I think we're still making adjustments and trying to decide what we're going to do. I don't think we've seen that on the game plan in any game really uh, fully. Um, and I think that uh, it'll get better as the season goes. I think everybody's kind of just a little concerned with. No, it shouldn't be concerned yet. I think the talent wise that we have on our team, the coordinators that we have, the head coach that we have matches up against any team in the country. You can pick and choose uh, different coordinators uh, from different places. If you want to pull them out, like for Arkansas, as Curtis did, you got Kendall Browse as offense coordinator, and you got uh, Barry Odom as a defense coordinator. Both are talented, both are good. Uh, but I think Alabama will stack up well against Arkansas. We don't know yet. We haven't played that kind of uh, elite talent, uh, that, that, that kind of game. Uh, I think playing Texas on the road early was really great this season. I think uh, going, being able to go and open – on the on the road against the top ten opponent in Arkansas on, on October first will tell us where we are. And I think that's where we I think that's where this season is set up. I think they have uh, you know, made some adjustments each game, tried some different people each game, and I think by October first we'll have a have a solid game plan of who's gonna be participating and doing it. and we'll see I think we'll see the coordinators and defense offense and defense do better as the season goes on. Uh X yeah, I mean, when you look at it, I'm not too worried as a whole. And you look at what Arkansas did against Missouri State last week, and they struggled. They gave up, what was it, 27 points? They were losing 17-7 to seven at one point. Nothing. So, I mean, that just shows that eight, every team can be beat and be beat any week or at least struggle. So, I'm not too worried about it, even with Arkansas – and the weapons that they have. Joe, you got anything on the coordinators thing? Well, I think the coordinator, I, I think D.C., preach, baby, preach. I think you're exactly right. Uh, I think it, it, with Pete Golding, I'm I'm firmly in, in the Pete camp, and I think Bill O'Brien is uh, just experimenting, as D.C. said. Uh, and I, I agree with you on Pete. I think Pete is a guy who's getting better, and like I said, I think Pete's probably, at, at his age, he's probably further along, and I think that, if you look at this season, um, you know, we gave up 19 to Texas. Who wouldn't have expected that? I, I don't – I mean, I'm going to tell you, I don't, I don't I don't have faith in O'Brien uh, because I've seen him for a year. And what he's doing, whether you all call it experimenting or not, he's the exact same guy he was last year. And so the question becomes, is that good enough? And and it was good enough last year. Um, you know what I mean? Like Like – Bill O'Brien is not an elite offensive coordinator. He's not in the same category with the prior guys that Alabama's had. But it was still good enough if we don't lose, um, you know, two wide receivers. And we saw as elite as Sark was when he lost Bo Scarborough 
he was average, right? So, so at this point, um, I, I, I don't know how much experimenting he's doing guys from a, from a play calling standpoint. He's experimenting with the team, which may impact how well the plays call, but he's still not calling um, a very diverse game. Uh, and you can call it a diverse game even when you're experimenting. That's just my thoughts on it. Let's get a, uh, get callers, and if you guys want to rebuttal, you're always welcome to do so, uh, just like I got a chance to rebut, rebut, uh, rebuttal against you guys. But let's bring in Pat. Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show with D.C. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning, D.C. Want to talk about Carver, Montgomery, Alabama. What's going on, D.C.? Hey, I mean, good. Hey. Good morning, Pat. Good, good to hear from you. Man, yes, sir. Man, uh, how you, uh, I, I appreciate you coming on on Tuesday mornings. I enjoy your segment. But uh, what's going on in Carver, Montgomery, Alabama? At uh, these two down here, uh, I mean, uh, keeping everybody guessing. Tell me yeah, what's happening. I don't happening. know. I don't, really don't know. I don't know where they're leading. don't know where, what, what, what have you heard, Pat, because I really haven't heard anything. Well, X, I'm, I'm, X is, is, is beginning to become quite the uh, recruiting expert. How about you, X? Uh, yeah, they, they're a mystery at the end of the day, but uh, they had some interesting comments after the Auburn-Penn State game that they were at, and, and it was that they were expecting more from Auburn, but at the same time, uh, they asked James Smith if it impacted his thoughts of where Auburn set. And he said, not really, because I know I can be a difference maker. So it's kind of up in the air. Maybe if Auburn continues to struggle, it, you'll see things start to play out. But then you still got Georgia probably as the biggest competition for Alabama and landing those two guys. Okay. Right. And, uh, hey, you got anything else for us? No, no, let somebody else talk. That uh, I just wanted to uh, see if y'all were touching base on that because I want the boy out of Venice, Florida, some kind of bad. But, uh, Pat, Pat, but you, I, I, I'm gonna let you go, Pat. But I can't believe you didn't mention that we did get the 300 pounder uh, defensive lineman, and we went over 300 pounds, and we have the highest average uh, per player. This year in the two four seven rankings, man, Pat, Pat, see, we've I was glad we've got to continue. Pat, I had some right. knowledge for you this morning, and you did even ask me. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> All right, my brother. <laughs> Have my a good brother. one, sir. <laughs> All right, let's get to Tom. Tom, you're on the Mark Dietrich Morning Table with DC uh, on the um, uh, Alabama One Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, morning, Martin X and uh, DC. How are y'all? Good. How you doing, sir? I, I'm doing good. I enjoy the show, and uh, I appreciate y'all's expertise. But I want to ask uh, something. It's kind of philosophical, I guess, uh, on, on uh, our team. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, I, I've been thinking, watching this team two years. It's been fascinating to me. Uh, how how we've developed, how we've uh, won, and that sort of thing. And uh, and I wanted to ask you, you know, when we had Jake Coker, uh, Greg McElroy, and Blake, uh, 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 of course, Blake's one of my all-time favorites. But, uh, but anyway, we kind of had to wait and see. We had to develop 
because of our quarterback, because we, you know, uh, we had to see how they were going to play, right? And uh, but I, I think as a team overall, we're we're, we're like that. I, you can call it experimenting or whatever, but uh, I, I look at this no stone un, uh, uh, unturned at this point because uh, we played a lot of a lot of players. And and I really believe we're we're developing uh, as we go forward, and and I think that uh, that's the way you have to do at Alabama now because everybody's gunning for you, uh, everybody's giving you the best shot, but uh, we may not be ready for Georgia or whatever, but I think we'll get ready, and and, and I got confidence in these coordinators, I, I really do. I, they may not call it like we would, but they win, and uh, and anyway, I wanted to get y'all's take on that. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, um, DC. I'll let you respond first. Well, I think Tom's. Uh, uh, I mean, I think Pat's on the on the and Pat when Tom they're t- when they're talking to a great caller is always coming with some great great uh, content here. When, when you're talking about that, I think Alabama is is trying to look and see what players are going to develop. And I think, and Martin knows when you're a uh, when you're when you're playing, some people play great in practice and some people play great in a game. And I think some of these five-star wide receivers that we've been looking at in these games uh, are, are making a difference in, in, in their play in the game. Like, for example, I think Law, the the, Law, the, the, the the player who they looked at, the coach Saban called out after the game for his blocking. I think those things that they're looking for, and when you're trying to put that kind of unit together to see who's going to be the one that you can rely on down the, down the season, I think you still look at a lot of different players. You know, see a Mari Nyblak making a, a, a appearance early in this game. I think those are all strategic things on the offense to try to see who are going to be the players that are going to develop to help Bryce Young down the down the down the uh, season to the season. You know, Bryce Young, we know what he can do. We know we know he can take over a game as he did in that Texas game the last two series. And so, I think that the team is looking for how we're going to develop some some playmakers. That's what we're missing. How we're going to develop some playmakers that can make a difference down the, down the road, and I, and I think I think the caller's right on the the money. I mean, this this is what Alabama does, and I think we're gonna it's going to bode well for us later in the season. All right, Hey, you got any comments before we get to Carlton? Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, it it's still early, but there has to be a level of consistency within it. And that's what Alabama is missing. As far as experimenting, using other guys, you saw Tyler Booker play a lot. Saw Amari Nyblack, Kendall Law, Isaiah Bond early in the game. But it's just that it's not a consistent basis of success on these drives. We'll have two or three drives, then hit a lull, then come back and have two or three drives, and that's the issue. And, and, and before we bring Carlton on, guys, I, I, I've watched three games. I should have an identity of what – I don't care how much you experiment. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm totally in agreement with you guys on getting players D.C., and I'm totally in agreement with guys playing better under the lights and things like that. Um, ironically, we're saying that's what they're doing, but Eli Ricks hadn't got a chance, in, you know, uh, a whole lot in the game until guys got hurt. Uh, to show how he plays in the light, supposedly that's his problem. But but we, I, I, with O'Brien, I don't know what we want to do. W- do we want to run outside? Do we want to run 
you know, horizontal? Do we want to run downhill? Um, it, do we have a short passing game? Do we do we want to go deep? Do we want to run bubble screens? We, we we have no consistency in building any type of identity. Uh, and I'm telling you, it, it, the difference between these teams and when I played, if we didn't get to practice all summer like they did, um, we weren't freshmen and all these guys weren't here all summer like they are now. Um, the Uh, and, and in the summer, we got when they got there, we had a lot that we could work on. So I, it is a little different. But instead of going to break and then asking Carlton to hold on, let's go ahead and bring Carlton in. Carlton, you're in with the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier with DC on Alabama Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Uh, hey, Martin, guys. Um, hey, you know, I actually called. To, I actually called to talk to you about uh, about Tua because I was at the game Sunday. Um, hey, you can talk about whatever you want. You go ahead. Okay, so let me let me hit this thing about Bob about Bill O'Brien because I'm I'm with you and I'm with DC, but Bill O'Brien his plays lack they lack creativity. I think they're poorly designed, um, and there's no rhythm in the plays, and so you know we're all just waiting Bill O'Brien out. But the real reason why I called today is you know I, I, I I'm going to give you a perspective few people can give you because I'm a Ravens season ticket holder and I was at that game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can tell you, Lamar played an MVP type game. Yes, he did. And, yes, he did. If you didn't and, see it, we didn't see it. No, no one's talking about I, I, it. Hey, Carl, if you didn't but, see that game, uh, if if you if you if you watch uh, Lamar Jackson, that he, you're right. That was is impressive a game. I think at one point he was like. 15 for 17 with three touchdowns and over 100 yards rushing. It was crazy to think about the game he played and lost. He had a 79-yard run, and I said, no one else can do that. But I told my buddy when when the Ravens were up 28 to 7 at halftime, I said, this game is not over. It's not over because we haven't stopped them, and Miami's playing very well. Their Waddle is playing well, and Tyreek is playing well, and I am listen. I hate I'm I hate to lose. I hate for the Ravens to lose, but to see all of those Alabama guys out there, there were like seven Alabama guys, and and on two particular passing plays, it was an Alabama quarterback going to an Alabama receiver getting you know tackled by an Alabama cornerback. Yeah, you know, and he even he even burned Jalen Armour Davis. On that on that last touchdown to Tyree, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was it was really crazy. It was a great game, although my team lost. Great game, and I was really satisfied with the play of most of the Alabama players, not including the ones on the Ravens team. But that's all yeah. I want to share with you, man. <laughs> but thanks, Carl. Man, it's good to hear from you, man. It's been a while, but I hope everything's going well for you up that way. I'm still here, man. So. All right. Call back time. Thanks for calling in and giving that insight. Hey, uh, as we go to break here, we'll come back, D.C. We'll get a little more conversation in uh, into it. But, uh, yeah, that was a crazy game, and and he's right. It was kind of weird to see, uh, you know, Humphrey and Armour Armour Davis trying to uh, corral Waddle and Tua. Uh, I think Tua Tua outbattled him for 469 yards, and Waddle had 11 for like 170-ish. 
So great game for, for both of those guys and all of those guys. Come back on the other side. We'll continue the conversation with D.C. D.C. Capstone Report. We got uh, X and O Sports, Xavier Houston on, uh, who's a regular part of the program. So more conversation right here on your home for Alabama sports. Thanks to the great folks over at Alabama One, Alabama One, One Together. Go check them out for all the great financial services that they offer, including your traditional loans uh, for auto, mortgage, uh, unsecured, secured, uh, commercial, as well as insurance and wealth advisor. All your financial services in one place. That's Alabama One, One Together. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama Crimson Tide football team beat Louisiana Monroe 63-7 on Saturday night. The Crimson Tide remains at number two in the AP poll. Alabama cornerback Kyrie Jackson sprained his ankle in Saturday's game against Louisiana Monroe and is currently day-to-day. Alabama football head coach Nick Saban shared an adorable moment with his grandson prior to Saturday's game. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Run it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. With Taco Casa, you know, it's not really fast food because it's made fresh every day in the store. The quality hasn't changed. The consistency hasn't changed because we haven't changed. You know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com as peptalks35.com or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. It's time for the Martin Houston Show with the same hard-hitting, no-nonsense approach in which he played the game. Martin will take you inside the locker room, down on the field, and across the goal line with his in-depth analysis. All right, all right, all right, all right. Lots of good conversation this morning. Uh, Glad to have you all here with us. Uh, The phone lines have been open, the chat box. 
has been alive and we've had some great content and conversation right here on the Martin Houston show. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, uh, Nick Saban um, and, and, and others uh, trying to convince us that Vanderbilt's going to be a tough game, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm not buying it yet. Uh, guys, uh, DC, you seem to, to, to think that this schedule uh, is working out to our favor because it's allowing us to do some some experimenting and different things like that in terms of, of this team. But uh, so far at this point, what's your biggest takeaway and or disappointment with this season or biggest praise? You can take it whichever angle you want. Well, I think uh, I think X hit it earlier. Consistency is where we're lacking, I think, right now. So my biggest disappointment is we haven't uh, maintained some consistency on offense. However, And, and let me ask you this, D.C., is that because – of the play calling, or is that because of the mix match of of players and different things like that? Which one? Which one do you think is contributing to that, or is it a combination? I think it's a combination of that. I think because of the mismatch of players, we haven't we haven't been able to call our full complement of plays. I don't think I don't think that's something they're comfortable doing with the players that are in there. Uh, so, so where do you? Where, how far into the season do you get before you do that? Well, that's what I was about to say. I, I think that this this game against uh, Vanderbilt is going to be a game where I think you see a little more consistent offensive performance out of Alabama, because I think they're getting to a place now where they're 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 settling in on some players, and um, you know I, I think on offensively we're going to see a little bit more of a consistent uh, game. I think that's a, that's a key for the game against the Vanderbilt because I think we got to get ready. It's the SEC play. It's under the lights and Brian Denny. They should have plenty of time to, uh, to put the game plan in. And I know all y'all, everybody's talking. You, Martin, you've mentioned it. The callers have mentioned it. People don't like uh, uh, Bill O'Brien as play calling. His, they keep saying his plays. And Bill O'Brien is not calling his plays. He's calling plays that are Alabama plays. As Coach Saban has said over and over, we, we, we ask them to change their terminology. They take over our playbook and they play up call our way. He's still but, trying to call the plays he he wants to call, and I don't think he is settled in even after a year uh, with the comfortable of this offense. But that's something that Coach Saban puts on every coordinator. I think we saw, uh, I think we saw uh, Lane Kiffin have trouble with it at first because they went back and forth over the way he was doing it. Uh, it, it was, and I think that uh, I think that Sark had trouble with it at, at, at some time as well. Bill O'Brien. But the though, difference, DC, DC. The difference though is is that, yes, Alabama has a set of plays that is – Saban says that, that, and I hear what he's saying, but this ain't the Saban philosophy. This ain't the Saban offense we've been running. I mean, he can keep saying that, but the reality of it is, is the other part that he does always say with that is that, that they, they, there's a base of plays that are, that are going to be consistent for Alabama. But then they add the coordinator's – um, creativity and their slant to it, and you, even though you can see some of the similarities between Sark and and Dayball and and Kiffin, you can also see their fingerprint, their creativity, and what they like to do, and what they they're really good at setting up. I don't see that with O'Brien. I don't see, I don't see his fingerprint or his ingredient mixed in with them at all. Let's let X respond, and then I'll come back to you, DC. X, you there? Yeah. 
well, when it, when you look at the play calling, it, it it's like he's trying to run a different system compared to what everybody else has ran. And and you're right with the other guys. It's an Alabama system with their fingerprints on it, and that's just missing from O'Brien. I mean, and you're talking about the other guys had a little trouble when they first came in. But we're 18 games into O'Brien being the offensive coordinator, and it seems like we're still having the same problems that we had day one. Back to you, DC, real quick. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's why. That's why. That's why I was going with it. I think. Okay. I think the Bill O'Brien's that's the Bill O'Brien system that he likes to run does not mesh well with the Alabama system. I think he's having a hard time fitting in the Alabama system, and it shows in his inconsistent play calling. It shows in his in his. Uh, Lack of confidence to call certain plays, and it shows. Uh, it, it, Coach Coach Kiffin and Coach Sarkeesian and even Brian Dable were creative in a way that they could work within the system, but still bring their slant to it. I don't think Bill O'Brien has been able to do that, and even after 18 months, I still think he lacks in that area. So I think that is the deficiency in the offense, and it, and, it, and it's a, with him. Been, and I'm not saying he's about a good play caller. I'm saying he can't call plays within the system that they've given him, uh, and I don't think he feels comfortable going outside that. Uh, going outside that, I don't think Lane Kiffin had a problem going outside and calling something that wasn't within the within the realms of what Coach David wanted to call. And I think when he did that, right. we saw him <laughs> praise when he when he got it right. We saw him got his tail chewed out when he got it wrong. That's so, right. That's true. And I don't think hey, Joe, Brian is, is that guy. And I and I think hey. that's where that therein lies the problem. And I think uh, I, I just think that's that's the way it is. Uh, Joe, as we go to break here, um, I, I'll let you give comments, and, and then we'll get get to break here. Did you watch Bill O'Brien much in the NFL? Uh, yeah, from time to time, yeah. But, but what, what, what was what was I would say part of his issue? He had very similar weapons. Uh, he had a good quarterback, good running back, and good wide receiver, and he proceeded to be extremely limited <laughs> in his creativity with all of them. And that was part of those players' frustration. Uh, and I, I see the same thing here. Any, I mean, do you see that some of the same things that, that plagued him there, plaguing him here? I I, I think uh, the, the, my only, my only real critique is that I think the, the Bill O'Brien uh, is always start, is kind of searching for the perfect play call a lot of the yes. time instead of instead of just running kind of a system and and having a script. I think he's uh, I think he might struggle with okay if the defense is going to do X or Y or Z then uh, guessing at what they're going to do and trying to have the perfect play call for it. Instead of him, and, and that's a great way. To, instead of him setting up plays to run plays and, and, and setting up plays and building towards something, he doesn't. It looks like sometimes he man he's got the perfect play set set up, and then he never calls it. So coming back on the other side, uh, we got DC DC Capstone Report. DC uh, guys, we'll do a rapid fire uh, to wrap it up. We'll hit hit a couple quick topics uh, in the uh, Martin Houston show. Uh, two-minute warning coming up next right here on your home for Alabama Sports Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on this Tuesday morning. Everything looking good on the roadways. Of course, if you do see conditions throughout the morning and folks need to hear about it, just give me a call, 205-886-8886. Today is a special day at Townsend Nissan. The TJ Seafood Truck will be there from 10 till 3 serving, and Townsend Nissan will be serving extra special deals. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. This is Mary Kay for the Tuscaloosa Thread, and the Northport City Council unanimously voted to raise the fees and charges for water, sewer, and garbage service, which will increase utility bills for all customers beginning in January. And the United Mine Workers of America are celebrating a small victory after labor leaders significantly slashed a July order, instructing them to pay more than $13 million to Warrior McColl. And yesterday, a federal judge blocked Alabama from executing an inmate who says the state lost his paperwork requesting an alternative to lethal injection. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Carving, LLC. If you fish, don't miss the Inglewood Baptist Church Bass Tournament on November 12th on Lake Tuscaloosa. There is no entry fee for this tournament with a $7,000 total guaranteed per Sports Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alrighty, welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. Uh, Martin Xavier, Xavier Houston who's a regular uh, host with me on the show. We got DCDC Capstone Report. We got a two-minute warning coming up right here, right now, powered by Empowerment Ministries. Uh, that presents Awakening the third Thursday of every month. That's uh, the two-minute warning. All right, DC, let's get to it really quick. DC, uh, what's, what, what's the best thing you saw from this weekend? You can go anywhere you want. Well, I think the best thing I saw this weekend was the the play of the special teams. I think special teams was uh, great. I think uh, talking about blocking, running, uh, blocking kicks, uh, I just think the special teams really stepped up in this game. It's great to see that. Uh, Ash, what was the best thing you saw this weekend? I think the best thing I saw this weekend was the three former Alabama quarterbacks in the NFL all getting wins throwing for over a 1,000 yards combined. I, th- I think the three of those guys, with as much hate as they've got, the the ability to say that Alabama quarterbacks can't, can see, uh, can't succeed in the NFL was really impressive. Yeah. Joey, what you have? Come on, X. M- M- Max, Max poor performance. It just got, he got lucky with the win. <laughs> two hundred and fifty-two yard and two touchdowns. You know, he only had one touchdown, right? Or my bad, one. Yeah, yeah. 
one touchdown on a lucky pass to Aguilar. Uh, <laughs> Joe, you being hard this morning, man. <laughs> Joe, Joe's a noted Mac hater. We, we, we just got to put the focus on the two heroes. Jalen had a heroic weekend. Tua had a heroic weekend. Mac just got by. Yeah. But, 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 hey, you have to say, I'm going to tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on that bandwagon. Uh, for both of those guys, man, doesn't it, doesn't it make you proud, though, to see both? Because Tua and Jalen never asked for the controversy that was around them here at Alabama. Neither one of them asked for it. Jalen got his criticism at an extremely high level for zero reason at Alabama um, just because another good guy was behind him. I think Tua's criticism at the NFL level, a lot of it came from his own organization because they wanted to go in a different direction, and the owner was trying to get Tom Brady. Both of those guys showed the true thing that we all talked about about them, and that was their character when they were here, and it proved to be true. Don't know what they'll do for the rest of their career, but I was one proud Bama fan uh, to see those guys do well. DC, uh, I'll, I'll give you closing thoughts for uh, the day. You can kind of take it whichever way you want. You can talk about Bandy. You can wrap up last week, uh, project, whatever you want to talk about. Well, I just I think that uh, this week against Vanderbilt, Alabama is going to come out and play a more consistent offensive game. I really believe that. I think the one the, the one thing that I think that people need to understand about uh, Bill O'Brien is that he is more reactive than proactive. And so I, I think that we're going to see them move a little bit more into an up-tempo style of offense where he'll have to be more proactive than reactive. And if he does that, but if, if he's placed in a situation where he can do that, I think we'll see better play calling out of him. So look for a better offensive performance. I think Alabama wins the game against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's better, but they're still Vanderbilt. Hey, let me ask you this, D.C., does Booker start? Yes, look for Booker to start on my podcast, which is up and running right now. I predicted that Booker would get the start in this game. And, and so, guys, uh, and, and this is this is serious. I think we need to pray for Cohen more than we realize. I I, I, I don't know. Uh, he 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 played better than Randolph, but uh, there's still something amiss there. I think uh, that he's struggling with. So we need to just pray for that young man uh, to to get things right. So uh, DC taking Vanderbilt. You can find DC at DC Capstone Report. Uh, you can follow him at davidcott 50 on Twitter. Uh, DC, thanks for being with us, man. Look forward to catching up with you uh, next week. We may just have to go ahead and, uh, if you can, we may have to add you to the whole show to get enough content in. Uh, love the callers, viewers, chatters, uh, all of you who interact with us right here on the Martin Houston Show. Thank you so much. Thanks, DC. We'll catch up with you next week. Uh, X's and O's Sports, Xavier Houston. A uh, regular part of Martin Hughes show with Martin and Xavier, and he can be found on all the social media outlets under X's and O's Sports. Hey, that's Joe Gaither. You can catch him today at 11 o'clock, a uh, cup of Joe. And hey, I'm Martin Houston. This is the Sound of Bama Sports, your show, your team, right here on Top 100.9. Remember this, trust in the Lord always, and not your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Road tide out there, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
Thai 